0: Hello everybody and welcome back. So today I don't really have a catchy little intro, um, because I was in Walgreens the other day and, um, I don't remember what I was getting from there. Uh, I think I was get- getting like rubber gloves or something. Um, and on the, uh, wall right by the pharmacy I saw a sticker that says certified Narcan, um... Uh, distributor, and that got me thinking that Narcan is surprisingly relevant in everyday life, and I'm sure that most people, if they don't know what Narcan is, they've heard of it or seen it in passing. So today, on The Science Behind That, we're going to talk about the science behind Narcan. Welcome to The Science Behind That with Atticus Hamilton. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Science Behind That podcast. Before we get started today, ladies and gentlemen, I would like to invite all of you to go grab yourselves a nice steaming hot cup of coffee, and uh, we'll get right into it. Make sure to add a little bit of maple syrup to that coffee. Not too much, just enough to keep it spicy. Um, So getting into today's episode, um, we're talking about naloxone and uh, also known as Narcan. So, brief, brief description here. Naloxone is the drug name, Narcan is the brand name. Um, for example, uh, Hydrocodone is the drug name, and OxyContin is the brand name. Uh, so, yeah. So, the uh, for all of you chemistry people out there like myself, the um, IUPAC name for naloxone is 5 alpha 4 5 epoxy 314 dihydroxy 1721 one propanol 6 morphanone So that was a mouthful, and um, I promise I will not say that again because that was quite, quite the mouthful. In the last episode we talked about Kratom and ladies and gentlemen if you haven't heard that episode, I encourage you to pause this one and go back and listen to that one because this is kind of like the um, you know the, the second part of that episode because in that episode I mentioned how Kratom is a very controversial substance in the medical community because it has the potential to replace drugs, like naloxone because it in in recent studies kratom is as effective if not more effective in treating opium or opioid overdoses and opioid withdrawal symptoms than naloxone so i encourage you to take a listen to that episode so what does naloxone do well there are four as far as i know there are four opioid receptors in the brain there's mu there's kappa there's gamma and there's delta and um in the last episode we talked about how kratom can bind to all four and naloxone binds to one out of the four right um it binds to the mu opioid receptor which is the most common opioid receptors in the brain. Um and it does have the ability to bind to Kappa and del- uh, Kappa and gamma, but with much lower affinity than it binds to mu. And so, um, what does this mean? This means that when naloxone binds to these receptors, what is going on is it's a competitive antagonist. So it is binding to these receptors and it is preventing the adhesion of, opioids to these receptors so it prevents the opioids from binding because it's already bound thereby um basically i don't want to say eliminating but reducing the effects of the opioids on the patient's body now with this there is a common misconception i feel with naloxone and other emergency opioid drugs that when administered these drugs cure the patient of, um, their effects. Almost like, I think when I was doing some research just to see what other people thought about it, um, I saw questions in Google like, is Narcan an antidote? And I feel like that's a misconception that really isn't addressed, which is people often think of Narcan or Naloxone and other competitive antagonists opioid drugs as antidotes to the overdose and that is not true all they do is they prevent more opioids that are unbound from further binding and further affecting the brain that's all they do so if you have a friend or if you know somebody or if somebody has an overdose of an opioid, whether it be heroin, hydrocodone, um, morphine, whatever, if they have an overdose, they're administered naloxone, but they're also going to be administered um, drugs to um, increase their respiratory rate, increase their heartbeat, etc. And uh, before we continue, I just want to relay to you guys some of the um, symptoms of an opioid overdose, unconsciousness, very small pupils, slow breathing, vomiting, um, an inability to speak, faint heartbeat, i.e. bradycardia, Uh, limp arms and legs, pale skin, purple lips and fingernails. You may be saying, why are the fingernails and lips purple? Because the breathing is slow and the heart rate is bradycardia, so not enough blood is getting to those regions of the limbs. So the purple um, dictates that they're going hypoxic, i.e. that there's not enough oxygen there in the um, lips and the fingers, which are the distal, distal limbs. Um, and so, therefore, naloxone is not a treatment to an overdose. It, um, when combined with other drugs and supportive therapy, it does um, aid in the treatment of a an opioid overdose. But, ladies and gentlemen, I don't want you going away from this thinking that it that naloxone alone is a treatment to an opioid overdose because it's not. So, we know what it does we know what it, well, we know how it binds and that binding, um, decreases the expression of endorphins and encephalins and both endorphins and encephalins. What they do is they, um, inhibit pain. Basically they inhibit the perception of pain and they increase the feeling of euphoria and, um, and whatnot. Um, And they inhibit the perception of pain because of a long neurochemical pathway, which I'm not going to get into, but ultimately it boils down to they bind to the right receptors, which um, then secrete inhibitory neurotransmitters like GABA, which then results in overall an analgesic effect um, or a reduced pain. But that has the the other part of it, which is um, that you know, it slows the heartbeat, slows the respiratory rate, um, etc. And so naloxone decreases the expression of that. And that is additionally, that also helps with the treatment of um, an opioid overdose. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a shorter episode today. Um, And before we finish, I'd like to clarify one thing. Research has suggested that kratom may be as effective, if not more effective, than naloxone, but for various reasons, I have to add this little PSA in here at the end, which is, um, I'm not saying this to say, hey, if you overdose on opioids, uh, don't get naloxone, just use kratom. That's not what I'm saying, but what I am saying is that there is is it seems medical application to kratom and it may be more effective than naloxone just because naloxone binds to one out of four opioid receptors and kratom binds to four out of four opioid receptors so ladies and gentlemen that is all i have for you today i know this was a shorter episode um i hope you enjoyed it uh make sure to join me on monday for uh, monday's Uh, episode which will be the sixth and final part of our drug series and that one is you know I'm I'm too excited I'll just tell you that one is about psilocybin and uh, I'm really going to enjoy recording that episode Um, psilocybin is one of the most interesting drugs in my opinion so we're going to talk about that And ladies and gentlemen, um, without further ado, remember, stand up and question everything. Have a great weekend, and I will see you guys on Monday.